0: The Kaplan Community Podcast is a place to catch up with Kaplan Business School alumni. We talk about life after graduation, what we're doing now, careers, opportunities and future plans.
1: This podcast is exciting because it features alumni who have made amazing transitions. I'm Kieran Howard, the Alumni and Industry Partnerships Manager at KBS.
0: And my name is Dr. Richard Stager, the MBA Course Director at KBS.
2: All right. Thanks for having me. This is Vamsi Krishna Grande. I'm from India. I am an aspiring project management professional and a proud alumni alumnus of Kaplan Business School, where I've done my specialization in project management with my MBA.
1: For today's guest on the Kaplan Community Podcast, we have Mr. Vamsi Krishna Grande, who graduated with an MBA in project management in 2020. He's an entrepreneur, a teacher, an ambitious professional. Thank you for coming on the show, Vamshi. Thank you very much, Kiran, for having me. Delighted to be here. Well, Thank we're very we're much. very excited to have you and to and to learn more. And as we were we were just saying, obviously you had a good experience with the MBA and you helped others have a have a good experience as well. I have a question. So we met at graduation, but I was recommended to speak with you by one of our careers advisors who shared your name with me. So you you definitely have a reputation. She thought you'd be great for the podcast after you gave a workshop for our students. So could you give us some detail on that uh, for the podcast? What is it like to give a workshop for students? What did you teach?
2: Yeah, definitely. So last year, I actually secured an internship through Kaplan and as part of the academic internship program. So as during that, I was doing program management for an artificial intelligence VC firm and this was during that time I, because my specialization was project management at Kaplan. I was involved in project management there, um, in fact, program management. And I was tasked to start an incubator virtually because they were pivoting from their physical. Incubator, which was about to be started, and then COVID hit, and they had to pivot all their strategy to um, have a virtual incubation of startup. so that's when I was tasked with you know starting this entire incubation as a program for startups, and then also train a few of the other professionals there on managing on project management as well. So I implemented complete agile methodologies in my team, and I was also doing some lunch and learn sessions with for the other professionals during during my tent there. And that's when you know, after seeing a couple of my posts, I got an invite from the student ambassador team at Kaplan to give a similar kind of a workshop um, for Kaplan students because very much practical oriented, and it's something that the students would be very welcoming to as well. So I I thought, why not? I would definitely give it, give give it a shot. Yeah. So that's that's how it went. I gave I gave the workshop eventually, um, and it it went successfully. Um, Spoke about agile methodologies and how it was um, very relevant in small project teams, especially in tech-based firms. So it was it was a good experience overall, and I really, you know, personally, I really enjoyed
1: it. That's fantastic, and it's wonderful that you did an internship as well. You always see very proactive students doing internships to sort of boost their careers or as a as a foot in the door. I know that an internship can be a lot to balance. You're balancing. Your studies, your employment, you know, cash in in hand, and and then getting this career experience. So, could you share with us what do you think was perhaps a a challenge and a benefit of doing an internship?
2: I would first, I would go with the benefit actually, because they far outweigh the challenges there. Because first of all, while doing my MBA at, at Kaplan, I always had this thought of having a practical exposure, and that was. While taking up the MBA as well, that was one of my decision criteria um, before making my admission that I needed some practical exposure when I do a course. And I found that as a component in Kaplan's MBA. So if I'm doing something in theory, project management, I would want a platform to apply it as well. And that was a right platform for me. So the you know the main benefit again is you know the practical application of my coursework into into the industry so now i could i could say i was involved in in starting off a virtual incubator for ai based startups i i really need to thank kaplan for giving me that opportunity to, to do an internship they actually extended my internship as well they gave me an opportunity to continue and you know deliver the project and see through the completion of the first cohort
0: what kind of experience did the internship give you that made you so attractive as a project manager in the venture capital space
2: i thought it it was the ideal fusion of my functional interests with the industry interest and it was it was like put on a platter for me and and i i really liked that in you know, a confluence of project management and program management as a End product, what I'm doing is helping more startups and enabling founders and you know, the b- future business leaders to perform better. And that's something that is really connected with me as a previous founder myself. So it that that's why it is very close to my heart. It it gave me a complete exposure towards all the aspects of developing a product and launching it. So that's that's something that really attracted me.
0: How exciting. you in innovation. You've got your own incubator hub. You're doing project management. Just to help us understand a bit, you've mentioned two things. You've mentioned the program management side and then the project management side. Yeah. Could you just tell us what the difference is a bit? What those terms mean?
2: Initially, I was never really aware of program management until I stepped into this internship. When I got that role, I started researching more about program management and I started to understand how multiple projects within a similar sphere and which are related to each other can fit in together work simultaneously under one specific program and that program is something that is strategically aligned with the business objectives and the corporate objectives of the company so it's it's more like there is you know a company's um, corporate objectives or the business objectives at the top and then you've got programs that are aligned to reach those objectives now not necessarily all of these programs will have an end date or you know a specific boundaries for them because these are very broad programs Within projects, so a group of projects, similar projects, formed a program, and each of those projects had a specific deadline and specific project objectives. And these are, you know, once we achieve that objective, that pro- project is completed, and then you take up another project. So it could be again within the same program; it may not be in a different program. So the program is, you know, a more continuous thing without a specific end date, um, but very much aligned to the business objectives. But whereas projects have got a specific end date, shorter duration of time, and they're aligned to program objectives.
1: I think it's a very interesting career type. And so do you aspire more towards program management or project management? Will you continue in this direction? I
2: I want to be in program management as a whole, but I am more of a mission-oriented guy. So there is specific missions and specific causes that i deeply care about or i want i'm passionate about so that's that's something i want to be associated with whether it is project management for that mission or program management for that mission i'm really able to pick it up either of them so this is yes some of the missions like what i've been associated with here with the vc is enabling entrepreneurs um, enabling future business leaders and giving that entrepreneurial ecosystem is something I've been passionate about and that is what I always keep um, looking forward to being associated with as well like even with educational institutions we've got uh, educational institutions having increasingly now having incubators of their own you know universities having university packed incubators and accelerators to enable and to give thrust to um, young entrepreneurs so those are something I like to be associated with and yeah, so that's, that's why earlier it was more like I was, um, you know, interested in having a startup and having, you know, making a difference through a startup, but eventually I thought I could make a bigger difference by helping more startup founders to run their startups and it, you know, through programs like incubation and accelerations. It would, it, I, I could make a far greater impact, you know, in, in making a difference through to all all of those stakeholders through multiple startups and multiple founders. So that's something I'm passionate about. The others, definitely, I'm also passionate about teaching and academia, which I'm also associated with.
1: That's interesting. That's exactly what my wife does at a local university. She, She works in assisting entrepreneurs and it is, I can see, a rewarding career and always interacting with different people and helping them on their missions. It's certainly a way to Make a difference for project management. That's actually one of our most popular MBA specializations. I think it might be the most popular one. I'm interested, Richard's nodding, yes. I'm interested, what are the actual skills required to get into that sort of career? What makes a good project manager?
2: I think, based on my learning and based on my very short project management experience, I think it's mainly about interpersonal and negotiation skills, um, trying to understand the people and getting to know what their motivations are. How do you mold the objectives? How do you mold the team's atmosphere to to bring out high performances in each of the team members? Um, that I think comes through a lot of interpersonal skills, having great communication and negotiation skills. I think these are these top the table for me when, when we talk about project management skills, because not every project manager is a leader and that is, that is really something when, when somebody has got great interpersonal skills, um, negotiation skills, obviously there are, these are all leadership traits and that is when a project manager becomes a leader as well. So I, I feel those kinds of skills are really important because every project manager has to be a leader in making a difference to the team and the wider community. So that's, I think that's, that tops it apart from, again, the technical skills that they, they do come in and which can be learned, but these are skills that are very habitual and that come with experience and come with talking to people and dealing with projects. I think that is the greatest asset for a project manager but the technical skills, definitely, they can be learned.
0: Vamshi, I'm smiling because I agree with you 100% that a good project manager is actually a person with good interpersonal skills. And the reason I'm saying that is I almost failed my own doctoral thesis because I went into project management and my, my argument, my thesis was that a good methodology with good top management support would see a successful project. And my data did not make sense and I was really worried about being kicked out of the university When looking at it a second time, I realized that what the data was actually telling me is the important things are building trust, communication, and teamwork, those three things. So that was a hard lesson for me to learn, and I've loved it ever since. So I I really take my hat off to you for recognizing that so early in your career. So my question is here, we have engineering types of people, and we assume that they're very rational, they, they don't tend to need a lot of emotional support. And yet, we've just both agreed that interpersonal skills are the most important. So how do you go about engaging these different types of stakeholders from the very rational, engineering-oriented, the finance-oriented, to the more probably emotional, spontaneous business development marketing types? So I'm myself an engineer by background.
2: I did my engineering, and then I, I wanted to broaden my scope. So that's when I started doing management um, education and joined the business schools for masters. So i i completely understand because a lot of engineers they are very technical oriented um they have not got they've yeah so it's it's a different kind of a mindset rather than you know business um you know the business focused team leaders have a different kind of a mindset and i think it is up to the product manager or the project uh manager who is implementing that project is it's up to that project manager or the leader to take care of these diverging mindsets and bring them onto a on, onto the same onto the same platform for everybody, and give that environment for high performance by removing all the blockers for them. So I I think it is it's definitely a challenge, and trying to understand the engineering mindset, how they are very logical and rational in whatever they're doing, and then on the other hand, um, the business focused um, members who are very practical, who are always talking about budget constraints and how the audience may not or may may or may not like certain features, and a very customer-focused orientation for the business leaders. So it's it's great for a project leader to be having that divergent views um, because it brings the best out of the the project is the winner at the end of the day it's important to have those um, kind of uh, diverging views. So it's it's up to the project leader to understand those kinds of things and then bring the best out by clearing out the blockers. I think that's that's uh, definitely, there are challenges beyond just this in, in terms of the engineers. Generally, they tend to be very, monotonous with their work as well but the with the project uh, the business focused ones they always want variations variety so it's you know you try to tend you tend to rotate some of these um, business focused members into different teams and giving them different types of tasks whereas the engineering team you know that they go into depths of very one one on of on a focused problem, so it is um, so you enable them to go to that depth on a very narrow path, whereas with the business ones, you give them that broader space to expand their scope so I think yeah that's that's something i I experienced a little bit and I tried to learn those engineering aspects and having an engineering background was an advantage for me to understand that kind of a mindset well
0: spoken Vamshi and, and Kieran that's the lesson that we, you and I both have, we have different people with different mindsets, different skills. Some people take the deep dive. Some people are looking towards the vision. So we see that all the time, even even in our line of work in just education.
1: Yeah, I definitely see that. The different personality types that you work with and it's, uh, it can take a lot of time to just sort of learn how to balance, balance personalities. But I love when you say the project is the winner in the end. That's such a, a cool way to put it, Banshee, very, very great. I'm actually interested. So I know that you also have been an entrepreneur. And so I'm I'm always interested. I know that now you you support other entrepreneurs, but I'd love to know about your personal journey as an entrepreneur. What was it that you did?
2: Yeah, so I'm from India, and I've when I was doing my undergraduate, and it was a very niche undergraduate, I specialized in aerospace engineering. And while doing that, I started to think about ventures and um, building on ideas. So there was a group of friends that came, we came together and we started um, financial education classes within the university, within the, in, within the engineering departments. Because, you know, it was very much engineering that everybody goes through technical knowledge. But we thought, you know, engineers need to have that business acumen, that financial fundamentals as well. So we thought of, um, and we, we started to build bridge on that gap and started doing a few short courses. We brought in a few external speakers. We facilitated workshops. And that's how it started, actually. And then eventually we, we founded um, together a startup called Revamp, and that was a financial education startup which was targeted towards non-business professionals and non-business students um, to give them basics of financial education while they're doing their university and early in their professional careers. For example, to trade on stocks, um, to trade in the stock market. And these are are things that engineers would need to know to to manage their um, personal finances effectively. And having that good investments and getting, you know, trying to learn how do you trade and how do you uh, manage personal finances? That was one aspect that we were specializing in. So eventually it built up as a startup and we started doing more courses and workshops with different um, universities and um, uh, with companies as well. And it eventually worked out. And then we went on for about one and a half. So during my time there, I was the, I was leading the business operations and we, we, we built on the revenue. We built on the workshops. We expanded the teams, and then, you know, I took a very big decision to move to Australia because, being from an engineering background, I thought, and and experiencing the business world, I thought I would definitely need a management education to you know boost my career and broaden my horizon um, as well. So I took up an admission at University of Sydney for my first masters, and um, I. I did my first master of management there, and then I wanted to specialize in project management. Um, And that is when I moved to Kaplan Business School to specialize in project management. Yeah, there were a few decision factors that really worked well for me while taking admission. And eventually, you know, it, it all worked out well. And while doing my project management MBA with Kaplan, I got this opportunity to be an enabler of you know, early stage founders um, by starting an incubator. And that's how I started becoming more focused on enabling founders and early stage entrepreneurs to become better at their startups, um, to improve um, their startups and get that MVP, build that MVP, going to market and
0: all of those. Drawing on your experience with all these entrepreneurs and, and the different businesses you started up. Would you offer some advice or some tips and tricks for people who may be interested in starting up a business and they just need a a bit of a recipe to get started? What makes a business successful?
2: I think everybody has got ideas and everyone gets ideas at different points of time. But taking that idea and putting it into a business perspective, um, looking at it from a practical point of view, doing a feasibility analysis and seeing what what is the problem that you are actually trying to solve? What is the core problem? Who, is, who are the people who will actually be affected by you solving that problem? And how large is the problem that you're trying to solve? That's the market for you. So if you, if if aspiring entrepreneurs are able to look at these aspects and see what's the problem, what's the size of the problem, and put it in terms of numbers, you know, and in, in terms of what is the market that they're trying to address, total market, um, how much market they're able to service. These are things that if they can think about and then put that into perspective and then bring it, start building on the product based on whatever ideas they've got again initially just when you've got ideas it's it's uh, it's a blue ocean um, you've got varied um, ideas and you you don't know where to start so you, again it's it's better to start prioritizing on those core features of whatever you want to develop and then start building on those one or two features to begin with and then eventually others will pick up and that's how I think it when you narrow it down and bring it bring it to one or two features that actually make a difference and address the market needs or wants is something to go to begin with for early stage founders. And once that is done, it's always better to take support and building networks of mentors of different operators in the startup space and also with investors, potential investors. And that is again very much um, being provided by you know, incubators and accelerators and venture capital firms. These are the ones that have got have got a lot of network. So once you've got a footing, just try and approach these kinds of institutes or programs, go through them, and that will give you a very structured approach to building your idea. And you know that you won't be alone in that journey because you've got a support of, you know, like-minded people, like-minded mentors and um potential investors there. Yeah, so that's, that would be my
1: advice. And Vamsi, I know that you're also, at the moment, you are a lecturer. If, is that correct?
2: Actually, academic tutor. So while during, during my studies, I was doing this one subject on strategy. And it's a subject that resonated with me a lot. It's it's strategy and entrepreneurship. And then eventually I approached the professor, uh, the lecturer, and then, yeah, so I got, there was an opportunity there and I I got an opportunity to start teaching to masters and undergraduate students as a tutor. So I I did, um, I've been taking classes for more than two years now. And that's an area I never thought I would be doing as, uh, you know, teaching because it came as a chance for me. And I really did take it up while doing my studies because being an international student, I thought, you know, it, there's no better opportunity to share my knowledge and for a work experience than teaching your fellow students who are also there's a lot of international students there so that that kind of resonated with with me and because i've been involved in teaching before as part of my startup where we were doing a lot of workshops and financial education it came in handy that experience came in handy and it helped me in teaching in the last two years so the specific subject i was involved in is international business in international business strategy and this is yeah so it's it's a subject that i did and i performed well so eventually got an opportunity and i've been doing that for more than two years now so it's it's wonderful to be associated with teaching
1: It is a a wonderful feeling and it's great that you can give that gift, um, that you're in a position to be able to do that. It seems like you've got just a fantastic career progression, if I can say so, that you've got, you start off as an engineer and then you become an entrepreneur and involved in education and now you help entrepreneurs and you're an educator. Uh, What I'm wondering is, is where is this going? What, What are you looking towards now?
2: Yeah. So as as I mentioned, I'm more of a mission oriented guy. So this is there are a few passions that really resonate with me in terms of enabling entrepreneurs to do well. In terms of helping business um, businesses business leaders build their businesses, these are areas that I'm really uh, I really want to be associated with. I want to be able to develop products and make a difference to to the society. I want to be able to run programs. That channelize the entrepreneurial energy and the innovation drive in people and bring out something tangible out of those programs for these people, so yeah these are so I want to be able to run programs like that, probably start incubators or accelerators, or be associated with um these kinds of venture capital firms in the future. so these are areas that i that really resonate with me, and um that's a path that I would want to take up. In in fact, teaching is also something that is really close to my heart. So that is while doing enabling entrepreneurs, if there is a possibility and, you know, obviously to teach, then I would obviously want to be associated with teaching, you know, units like strategy, international business and marketing. These are areas that, that I've been involved with in professional experience and areas that I really love talking about too. So yeah, these are few missions and passions that i want to see myself in the future i'm um, doing because you know if if i'm doing this i know that i will like my work so i'm more like if this is the area i'll be involved in i'll be definitely interested in doing more of it so i want to be a, so i want to be that kind of a guy rather than saying i want to become this particular title in the future Then then but i want to be you know associated with this kind of a mission Come, You know, if it is a program manager or a product manager or a business leader, I really don't care because as long as I'm doing that mission, I'm really good. You know, I'll be really interested. And uh, that's, some, that's a passion that I care about. And I would want to be doing that all the time.
0: Pam, she some of the best consultants in the world are actually the best teachers. And I personally love that ability to give students and your colleagues the benefit of your own knowledge so that they can become financially secure. They become happy. They're just more well-rounded individuals. You leave a mark on society. So I congratulate you for that ambition and being being that mission-driven.
2: Thanks. Thanks a lot, Richard, and thanks, Kieran. And it's also something that really started while I was doing my MBA with, with Kaplan because that's when I gave all of this a very serious thought and the opportunities that I had got through, you know, in terms of internship, in terms of delivering a workshop. These are things that just reinforced uh, my thought process. And that gave me an assurance and talking to obviously people like you, Richard, and other professors like Adam and John Powers. These are people that have made an impact in in my life during my studies and you know the stories they've shared during my education they've all reinforced these thoughts and made me more mission driven so i really thank the school for that
1: well you know bountry you've been wonderfully insightful and you're very well spoken as well this is i think a fantastic podcast and i can understand why why you have made such a good reputation for yourself in the Kaplan business school community so thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with us on the Kaplan Community Podcast.
2: Thank you very we much. appreciate David. it. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, thanks a lot. Uh, my pleasure. And it's an honor to be here. And yeah, looking forward to more engagements with Kaplan as well. Thanks a
0: lot. The Kaplan Community Podcast presents an opportunity to think about things differently by listening to a diversity of opinions from our Kaplan Business School alumni, Karen Howard and me, Dr. Richard Stager. The podcast is published every Wednesday night. Search for the Kaplan Community Podcast on your favorite podcast player, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We invite you to find out more about our guest speakers from our LinkedIn group. Search for the Kaplan Business School alumni community. Please rate each episode and help us reach more listeners.